After a disappointing loss like the Steelers' 24-10 loss to the Cardinals, a lot of questions have to be asked. One of them is if the problems on this team are solvable to keep this season afloat. We'll ask that question with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com, as well as give you our stars and skulls grades from a terrible game. And heads up, it's a graveyard week. I'm I'm Chris Carter. This is the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the app that you got to download right now. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. As I said before, we're joined by Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. He's always on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, Alan, a lot of people wanted to talk about when you lose a game like that, they talk about being unprepared because it's a very off-common place to go to. And Jalen Warren suggested that, saying that maybe the Steelers took – the 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 uh the cardinals too too lightly but the more and more we talked to other players some of them combated that now granted sometimes one player you know might just be getting out a message uh because jalen warren's a second year player and some of these other guys are chiseled veterans that know not to say such things to open up problems to the locker room but the more and more i watched the all 22 the more and more times i was like man like that was the right play call for this that was the right play call for that that was the right play call for that these guys just whiffed in so many bad spots. And some of these are like, man, like if you just do the simplest thing here, and it comes back to the, something that we've said so many times. Can this are the Steelers, can the Steelers stop beating themselves in so many games? And Alan, when we keep having to ask this week in and week out, it then creates the question: is this a solvable issue for this Steelers team right now? I'll tell you, Chris, I'll tell you who is not unprepared, and that's me. I've got it ready right here, just in case we might need it. All right, stay tuned for stars and skulls. We'll see. Oh. We'll see if it's going to come out. Okay, I'm prepared. I think that there's, as always, some truth to what Jalen Warren was saying, and it, but some of it is probably up to the perception of the individual. Here's what I will say: I think it's very tempting when you're an offense or a unit and you make a change, and then you have a good game, and you say, problems are solved. It's fixed. We're good. We're not broken anymore. We're great. All we had to do was get rid of Big Bad Canada. Everything was great against the Bengals. Everything's going to keep being great. You take your foot off the gas. It doesn't have anything to necessarily do with the fact that, I mean, maybe you wouldn't do that if the next game was like the San Francisco 49ers, and you could say, hey, that was good against the Bengals, but like that's not going to be good enough this week. So maybe like the Cardinals are tangentially kind of involved there, but I think that is a very natural thing that you have to fight against human nature to prevent yourself from doing when you're part of a group that has some success. You think, Hey, the thing we did worked, you know, it's like, it's like the, well, why do the cops never search for the real killer? Right. Well, they thought they found one. You know what I mean? Like, 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 Oh yeah. Like (laughs) there's a natural 
human bias to assume that you've found all the answers already, okay? And then and not um, dive any deeper when you get that first level of, of positive feedback, right? That is human nature, and I think we saw that with the Steelers' offense that still has a lot of real problems despite the fact that the big bad wolf has been chased away. On defense, Minka Fitzpatrick said something. He did not say that the Steelers didn't take the Cardinals seriously enough. He didn't say that they looked down on a 2-10 and team. He said he didn't feel like the Steelers took Trey McBride seriously enough and how mm. much of a weapon he has become and how much of a focal point of that Arizona offense he has become. And they didn't do enough to take him away early in the game. They made an adjustment, but they paid for it before they made that adjustment. That feels correct to me. The, the the natural tendency to relax after you feel like you've made a positive change feels correct to me. Do I think that player in and out were not taking this game seriously because the Arizona Cardinals aren't very good? I, I don't really buy that. I did not see a team that was lackadaisical at practice. I, I didn't get a, a, the vibe of a team that felt overconfident about itself. This is a unit that has aspirations to be far better than they were last week. Like they're, they're mm-hmm. not, they're not resting on their laurels about anything, even, even if it's a two and 10 team. So I, I kind of, I love the answer to TJ Watt. He said, like, I, I'm prepared every week. I, I and I, am I you gonna sit here and say TJ Watts not taking an opponent seriously? Like get out of town. Come on. Exactly. Like, that's ridiculous. So like now, like there was obviously some lack of focus. So like individually, maybe as a collective, I don't think so. Now, what does that say about the question you asked? Can the Steelers solve their problems? Well, I think yes. Like if part of your problem is that you you know, you didn't didn't take things seriously enough and then and this you it was yourself, right? It was your own execution. Like it's not like the Cardinals just, um, ex- you know. Sometimes you get beat. You worry, did did that opponent give other teams a blueprint to follow? Like did the Cardinals expose something about the Steelers that other bad teams can come in and use to beat them? And I think the answer to that is no. I don't think that the Cardinals did anything. In fact, the Cardinals weren't even good in that game. The Steelers were just so bad that they still lost. Like that's. It didn't have anything to do with the Cardinals or anything they did. And the Steelers have played 10 games this year, 12 games this twelve games this year. Nine of those 12 games that they played would have been good enough to easily beat the Cardinals. So, I mean, I just – I have a hard time believing that it's going to – it's going to be – it's it's like the, these problems are going to keep coming back and that they're now going to lose every game like this or something like that. Very existentially, though, if you'll allow me very quickly here – yeah, sure. Go ahead. Is the real okay? So the problem, yes, the problem Sunday was that the Steelers had a lack of focus, had mental lapses, made mistakes that cost them the football game. And the big and and the, and the medium picture is uh, they're probably not going to do that on a week in and week out basis, and they'll be okay. Like I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team, but they are going to be okay. They're still more likely than not to be a playoff team. Um, I think they will be. Big picture, though. They've got to find a way to keep this from happening that yes. they have not like at some point if you want to become the team that the Steelers would eventually like to become you can't lay eggs like this against bad teams no. you have to find a way to combat the the lack of focus and discipline and they have not been able to do that and I am less confident in their ability to solve that problem 
that's that's where I'm. That's where I think that that, that this comes back to is the the Steelers. They need to have guys, and I said this after the game. I felt like there needed to be a moment, a play where someone said, "Not on my watch." And like, how many times have we seen the Steelers over the years? You, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick has done that at times. T.J. Watt has done that a lot of times. Cam Hayward has done that has done that a lot a lot in his career. And I didn't feel like that was that moment in this game when things were starting to unravel and said, "Okay, enough is enough." We're putting our foot down. We're we're finding a way to keep the, the 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 crazy things from happening. Now, again, that was one game. There's been plenty of times this year. I think that has happened where like against the Titans, against the Packers, against the Browns the, in the first game. I, I, I think against the Bengals. There's been times where where teams started to started to make their way forward, and the Steelers had guys at the right moment say, "Hey, no, we're not letting this happen today." And you know, again, they're seven and five of the of the one of the one score games. They've been able. They've been able to win win a lot of those. The problem was they let this game get out of hand, so it made it not matter. And they've now let that happen four out of their five losses. And that's where I think the Steelers need to need to get need to get better. And I think that there's some serious questions about can they find it now? Again, I don't think this is about necessarily overall approach right now. I think it's about the guys on the roster that, that need to start that need to start stepping up to earn to, to, to earn to earn the, the, their spot in the future with the Steelers because I think the Steelers they still have the core of guys that they want. T.J. Watt's still a big part of the future. Alex Highsmith, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think guys like Najee Harris, Pat Frymuth, they're earning they're earning their their, their way into into things. Um, but you know, there's certain guys, and we'll get to them in our stars and skulls grades. Who if they don't step up. I think the Steelers are. They have a. They they have the chance to have a lot. Yeah, there's that bus ticket. He's putting the bus ticket. We I, we actually have some bus ticket grades, and I say grades because it's multiple this week because that's how bad things got. But on on, on being serious, and I, I I say this sometimes as a joke, but this is I think the time of the year where if the Steelers don't see certain guys step up, they could end up looking like Mike Mitchell at the end of the Jaguars playoff game, where it's just like. I know my job's done here because this, this this was on me and I needed to step up. We got to keep it moving here because we got to well, – I don't want Ross Jackson yelling at me for going over my time again with Allen. We even saw him at the Combine last year, and we we're like, sorry, because it's always when when we're on together that we go over our time. But we'll get to all that and more, and we got our stars and skulls grades. We will talk about the quarterbacks. We will talk about a lot of the situations here and other problems for the Steelers. Don't worry. We got it all coming at you right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, we want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the number one place to go whenever you need to get tickets for any event. And I mean any event. I don't just mean sporting events. Like if you're going to the next Steelers game, you're going to a pit basketball game or a Penguins hockey game or or pit volleyball game because they're doing pretty well right now. You could also take these to comedy events, uh, mus- musical theater acting whatever you got that there's tickets for out there game time will help you find them and find the best prices every single time and not only the best prices but you'll also see the best seats because this is where i like to use game time is if i'm going to an event and i don't have tickets because i've been trying to wait out for the best prices i don't get the scalpers i don't look on the street and hoping hoping for deals there i go to game time because game time will show you all the best prices and they'll beat the scalpers and they actually promise you if there's another app out there that finds you better better prices in the same section and row for less somewhere else you can you can get 110% of the difference on those prices when you use the Game Time app right right now. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase or go to their website gametime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account, redeem code Locked On NFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. It's time for our Stars and Skulls grades, and we'll get into a few things here. Reminder, stars are good, skulls are bad. The more stars, the better. The more skulls, the worse. So, let's get into this. We'll start with the good, because there's a lot less of this, because this is a graveyard week, Alan. I'll give, there were, there are no three stars out, out there. I will give a few two stars out there. I thought Keanu Benton, Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, obliterated people especially Keanu Benton Allen you and I and I can, we, we've said this a few times on the show now you and I were very high on DeMarvin Leal he hasn't played as much this this year but I am for as high as I was on DeMarvin Leal last year I am so much higher on Keanu Benton because he is crushing people and if he is growing from if he keeps growing from where he is right now he'll be the next cam like player for this franchise now, I don't think the middle of the Arizona offensive line is very good, and at least one of those guards is a backup in addition. But that was like some Aaron Donald stuff from Keanu Benton. crushing people. I mean, five yards into the backfield on run plays, pushing linemen backwards into Kyler Murray before he could hand the ball off. Um, dominant, dominant performance from Keanu Benton. I thought it was great. I thought Watt and Highsmith were very good as well, especially on the edge against James Conner. It was very clear from the beginning that the Cardinals wanted to get Conner outside and mm-hmm. get him against, uh, what did Terrell Austin say? Little people, right? Yes. Like, you know, like get him against smaller players. And I thought that for most of the game, TJ and, and Alex did a really good job of keeping that from happening. They kept turning him back in. They kept him bottled up for a long time. And it was only until really pretty late in the game that they kind of let him get free. But I, I really thought that those two guys did a really awesome job as well. Very, very well-deserving two-star selections. There, I, I'm glad you agree with me. Uh, I, I thought Highsmith and Watt did their things. Highsmith, they 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 continue. They're the, they're the standard that holds the Steelers up each week. We do have a few one star grades here uh, for for different things. Cam Hayward, I thought he had a decent game. You know, not a great game, but I thought he was the other presence on the defensive line to held things down. George Pickens, when he was throwing the ball to, he was making plays. Uh, also made a couple of nice blocks, so I give him one there. Pat Frymuth, another guy. I, I'll say this. We'll take a pause real quick on on Pat Frymuth here. His run blocking continues to look much better. I mean, there there was a play where Najee Harris, it was like a zone blocking run. And like you see Pat Frymuth look at Broderick Jones and Broderick Jones looks back at him and they're like, hmm. And they just chip off a guy and Pat Frymuth just seals his man to the outside. Jones seals his man to the inside. Najee Harris gets like nine yards in between them. You used to not be able to do that with Pat Frymuth. You used to have to be like, well, you're not running in that gap. I think he's gotten considerably better there. Yeah, I agree. And I thought he was open a lot more than he got the, like, I, he didn't get the ball. Like, it, like you would look at the tape and there's like, oh, there's 88. Nobody really around him. Ball didn't go that way. Like, I, it, it was hard to look at the production and, and the receiving numbers and be like, oh, that was a great game by Pat Frymuth. But I think it was, let's say this, I think he played a lot better than the stat sheet looks. I, I, I agree with that entirely. Other one-star grades. I gave Nate Herbig a one-star because I, I think of the offensive lineman, he kind of held it down. When he came in and filled for Isaac Sayomalu, he was out there run blocking. I thought that he was the least of, of the problem in the, in the pass protection. I also gave Mika Fitzpatrick a one-star grade, even though even though he didn't like really change the game. He wasn't targeted once, and uh, there were times that he was assigned one-on-one assignments, and he took people away. I thought that was important for the for the defense. Deontay Johnson gets a star for his touchdown, granted in garbage time, but he, he, he was getting open in this game. And then Najee Harris, I thought he ran real hard. He was also the better of the two uh, running backs when it came to blocking in this game. The only reason I don't give Jalen Warren a star is because 
that that first uh, pressure on Kenny Pickett. I have to apologize. I tweeted this during the game. Of course, I was also covering a pit basketball game at the time. But the first in the opening drive, I was third down. Steelers are in the red zone. Kenny Pickett gets hit. I thought on on a live view from my phone, uh, as I was watching on the NFL app that it was Mason Cole who gave up that pressure. It was really Broderick Jones. We'll get to him in a little bit. And then Jalen Warren, Warren doesn't come to help him. He just stands there, does nothing, lets the guy walk on by, hit Kenny Pickett. If he doesn't, if he just gets that guy, Kenny Pickett has another two, three seconds. He could come back to Allen Robinson, hits the first down. They, they might score on the opening drive, and that's a completely different football game. Mickey Fitzpatrick broke his friggin' hand and didn't yep. miss a snap. Yep. I don't know what grade that is, but it's great. Um, that's just grown man. That's the grown man grade. Yeah. What, what a, what a, what a boss move there. Uh, I thought he was fine. Um, certainly grading on a curve with a broken hand. I'll take it. Uh, I thought Deontay and George were both very good. I will say this. One of those um, offensive uh, uh, misalignment penalties, the illegal formation penalties had to be one of them too. I don't know. I doubt we're ever going to get to say who it was, but somebody needed to be on the left side of the formation and was not. I don't know which one of them it was. Well, I guess I'll never figure it out. That's the thing. I couldn't really attribute that to anyone when I because I went back and I looked at their 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 two procedural penalties like that, and I was like, mm, one of them was probably Connor Hayward. He looked like he should. Yes, there was the one that was. was not the other one where Warren came across. I saw it from the press box. I was like, that's. There's nobody on the There's left. There's no one on that side. Nobody on the left side. Somebody was in the complete and total wrong spot. And when it's that bad, it's it's impossible to figure it out afterwards. But it was probably one of the two wide receivers. Yeah. So I, I didn't dock. At the end of the day, too, I was like, I wasn't docking them too much. I mean, those were bad moments, but they they both were getting open. If uh, the Steelers' quarterback play was better, uh, I, I think that there would there would have been uh there would there would have been a lot more offense for the for the Steelers and we'll get to that in the one skull grades here because we got enough uh we got enough other you know what no I'll save the one skull we'll do all the skulls and the other grades because there's more than just skulls in this next segment uh we'll save all of that for the next segment here and that will be a leading point because I want to get Alan's thoughts on what the heck to do with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback I know a lot of people are going to be talking about Mason Rudolph we'll get Alan's thoughts on all that here and more on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical brings you what's called the Jace Case, which provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case is to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. That's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Don't be kind of prepared. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, Jace Medical's got you covered. Thanks to their partners at Jace Medical's, the, the lay of life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered on in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis and Viagra. Jace handles everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, you get a prescription, and that's life-saving medications delivered right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand when you need it. Go online right now to jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medic medication, go to JaceMedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code Locked On 
for $20 off your purchase. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. All right, Alan, it's time for the skulls. We got some bus tickets that are coming. Don't worry. Don't worry. There, there, there are, there are, and there's multiple. We've never had multiple bus ticket grades in, in, in a week, but this is how bad this loss was. But let's get to the one skull grades first. We'll work our way up to it. Um, one skull grades, I give James Daniels, Connor Hayward, because he had that penalty. I also thought he could have done a few more things in blocking and, and receiving. Um, uh, James Daniels, I felt like this was maybe one of his worst games, uh, as, as a steal. I think he's been very good for quite some time. Um, but, uh, this, this one, he wasn't, he gave up some pressures that there was that one double blitz up the middle where he just wasn't present at all. Kind of fell for a stunt that kept well, he going. Present. He blocked Mason Cole. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, I mean, that was how bad it was. And so I didn't crush him because he did, uh, he, he run blocked very well, but in pass protection, it was, uh, not great. So I gave him I gave him a one skull. Other one skulls he had before we get to the quarterbacks. Larry Joby. I felt like there were times he could have been stronger at the point of attack. Chris Boswell, Presley Harvin. Boswell missing a kick uh, in a situation I thought he should have made it. Presley Harvin just continues to be inconsistent. So those two here. But let's talk about this because I gave both Pickett and Trubisky one skull grades. And maybe I'm being too lenient, but neither of those guys turned the ball over, um, but they both missed opportunities. And in the first drive, I thought Kenny Pickett was on point. Knew where he was supposed to go, hitting hitting when he was needing to hit, and it looked everything looked good. And then after that, I think started things started to break down for him. He started to not see the field again, and it just continued to look like an issue. And that's where I was looking at it and thinking, like, man, Kenny Kenny's starting to get lost in the sauce again. Then on that drive where he got hurt, it looked like he was starting to see things. Uh, you know, in that situation, but then he had that one play where he gets hurt, where I know that it, it would have taken time for him to work his way to his progression to see Calvin Austin on, on, on the motion that he was on. But if you look at first, should have been the first read, that's, that, that's where I was about to go with it. Alan, this is, and this is a problem. This is one I want to get your opinion on. This is one of my biggest problems with Kenny Pickett. It's not even just once the ball is snapped, reading the defense, it's reading the defense pre-snap and seeing like, Hey, they have seven guys over here. And two guys over there. My eyes need to be on the side where the two guys are because that's where I'm going to get the mismatch. And if he just sees that, I mean, you can even see in the motion the Cardinals. No one runs with Calvin Austin, so, so you got zone, and you know you have a conflict on the on the slant flat. And he looks there first. Yes, he looks to that side of the field first. You can't. You're running a route combination. You're running a slant over a flat, trying to make a conflict between the two defenders. What are they going to do? Okay, is the corner going to pass the slant or is the safety going to scrape over them to stay with Austin, right? That's what that D- the DBs have to decide. And they passed it, but they didn't pass it very well. You created the conflict, the conflict worked. Both guys went with, was it Pickens was the slant? I think it was Pickens, right? Um, yes. So both guys went with Pickens. Nobody went to Austin. It worked perfectly. And yep. they didn't throw the ball. And he looked there first. I don't, like, it was kind of a bad snap. And so maybe... He just like charitably, maybe he just felt like that's a that's a more dangerous pass if he knew he was going to be slow to getting rid of the ball because of the snap. Maybe he just took that one out of the progression. I don't know. It was still wide open. It's still got to be thrown. I, yeah. I, I think. And that this is the second time now that Kenny has kind of gotten himself hurt. 
He did that against Houston too, where like he ran into the pressure there with his little backwards spin. And this one, he has a throw. Like I, the offensive line's pass protection was miserable in this game. But when you're turning down open throws, you're not helping them any. And, and I feel like he's he's got to bear a lot of the responsibility for his own injuries at this point. And that's where I'm also at here. And again, it comes back to the decision-making process. And this is something that I kept saying for quite some time when Matt Canada was offensive coordinator. Play calling inkling change stuff if you don't just see what's right in front of you. And it kind of goes back to what you were starting to allude to in the first segment where maybe it's not just the the play, the play calling. Maybe it's not the cool. Maybe, maybe there does need to be a clean sweep of things here to kind of get people past the problems that they're in. But uh, right, right now, Alan, I, I currently see a team that has a that, that no quarterback seems to be consistently looking to the right place. Mitch Trubisky, he got his a lot of his yards and, and his touchdown in garbage time when the Cardinals backed off. Um, yeah. But there were times there were open plays for him too, and they just weren't seeing them. And I'm like, man, the Steelers have a quarterback vision problem. They need someone to be able to help them there, and that's where it comes down to. If you wanted to talk about the preparation part, where Either Mike Sullivan is not doing a good job as a quarterback coach. Eddie Faulkner, you know, he could he could organize as much as he wants, and he's not getting people to look at it. But at some point, you need quarterbacks to make basic reads and make basic throws, and the Steelers might just might not have those guys on the roster. I give Trubisky like the benefit of the doubt as a guy coming in as a backup, True, second off the bench. A new offensive coordinator, play caller he's never worked with before. I'm assuming that in this changeover period, the Steelers have been maximizing every potential rep for Kenny Pickett to try to get him comfortable with those guys. So there probably hasn't been a lot of work for Mitch Trubisky. So I, I kind of would, I'd probably be a little bit more lenient on Trubisky, but he certainly was not very good in this game either. And, and I think that. There's something they're gonna say. Bring in Mason Rudolph. I'm like, buddy, we saw that that guy got benched for Duck Hodges. I, also, like Mitch and Kenny can't get rid of the ball fast enough. What's a guy with worse mobility gonna do? Exactly. Um, moving along here, two skull grades. Only two two scholars that I have here. If it'll pop up, I don't know why it's up. Is it popping up for you, Alan? I got I'm- it. I got Demonte KZ and Broderick Jones. Demonte uh, KZ gave up what should have been a touchdown to Rondell Moore. Yep. And uh, Broderick Jones is doing this thing with his feet in the pass yeah. pro game that I just, man, I highlighted it on Twitter. Um, he, he's like stopping his feet and yes. letting guys get around him on the edge. Yes. It's this bad habit that has kind of crept in and uh, they've got to nip that in the bud right away. Uh, I, I think he's a good player. Obviously I'm, I'm very enthused about his run blocking game, but it was troublesome in this one and, and they better get it figured out. Agreed. Thank you for helping me there because it wasn't popping up for some reason on my on my you. screen. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was Broderick Jones's worst game. And granted, I, I think that's not a crusher because he's had several really good ones. So, uh, you know, this was probably his worst week and that happens. But yeah, DeMonte KZ, not only did he give up that deep ball, he gave up the touchdown to, to McBride uh, on, on that drive. I, I gave him a two skull. He also didn't really help much in other places. All right. Three skull grades. I got Michael Walker and Trenton Thompson. Now, before anyone else asks about certain players, don't worry. There's one more coming. Uh, but uh, but Michael Walker and Trenton Thompson, and this is not an indictment of their effort. This is not saying that they didn't try and they, did, they, they didn't bring it. But, like, these guys were just consistently beat, and you can see, okay, there's the practice squad element to these guys because that's exactly where the Cardinals were attacking when they needed to move the ball with Trey McBride. I think Thompson was – that bad but maybe maybe i didn't see it um 
because I wasn't necessarily looking for it. But I, I think uh, I think Walker was simply just asked to do more than he's capable of doing after Landon Roberts got hurt. I'm not saying this as a like it's nothing against him. It's not like he wasn't trying. Um, they just simply, in fact, you can actually look at his career with Atlanta. And when he was paired with a better linebacker, he was very good. But then when the entire weight of the defense got put on him, I believe that would have been in 21, he really struggled. And yeah. so I, I think, you know, it's clear that they were asking Michael Walker to do more than he's capable of doing. It showed up over and over again. They did find some answers in the second half. I thought in terms of McBride, but uh, then they weren't able to deal with Connor. You know, I, it felt it's sort of, I, I don't know how correlated those two things are, but it sure felt like they were like, Oh, McBride's killing us. Okay. We'll do this. And then the Cardinals countered that with being able to get Connor loose against some of those smaller guys in a way they weren't able to in the first half. And uh, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about the Steelers' defense and the way they defend the run, the way they are tough and physical, and it is a a body blow to that entire reputation to see a team like the Arizona Cardinals run the ball down their throat with the game on the line. The, the Steelers probably weren't going to win anyway, but but give your offense another chance to get back out there, guys. Come on. And now it's time for the bus ticket grades. Because we got a few of them. I got three bus ticket grades. Now, we reserve this for really, really bad performances. One's to Mason Cole, who didn't look good in pass pro, didn't look great in run blocking, and couldn't snap the ball. And when you can't snap the ball and you're getting you're causing turnovers and killing drives, you're you 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 can't even play center. And this is also part of it is an accumulation for me because Mason Cole has not been good this year. He's had his he's had days where he's been better. But on the whole, it's just it's unacceptable from your veteran to have performances like that. Your job is to hold hold it down, be, not be the liability. And my goodness, was he the biggest liability uh, on this offensive line yet again? And that's where my biggest problem there. Other guys who get bus ticket grades, Mark Robinson. I know that a lot of people like Mark Robinson, and I do too. Mark, you can see that the effort and the heart's there. But man, this dude does not know where he is going. And I see, I continue to see time and time again where he's just in the wrong place, can't communicate. When Landon Roberts, like you said, when Roberts was out there with Walker, you can see the communication. They were back and forth. Like, oh, you're here, I'm there, let's go. When Robinson was out there, Walker was like here, and then Robinson was like, uh, no, 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 here. And then you could see the 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 just the discoordinated effort there between them, and a lot of it came from Robinson being on the field that's why he gets a bus ticket grade he was a big part of the problem for the Steelers my final bus ticket grade here Miles Killebrew three special teams penalties you're normally the ace and I'm not saying that Miles Killebrew does need to be fired right now because he's been very good for you but this was that you could not have hurt your team worse than he did I feel like I'm I I would I'm not sure I would be willing to give the bus ticket to Mark Robinson. He was not very good in this game and I think factually he was so bad that he made Michael Walker worse uh, for having to play next to him. But I think that Mark Robinson is a young player, uh, new to the position, has a lot of athleticism, enthusiasm. I like him a lot. I don't think I'm ready to give up on him as a project, but he is clearly not a finished product yet and not ready for the kind of role that they needed him to be ready for in this game. And that's sort of disappointing for a guy halfway through, three quarters of the way through, his second year. I get that, but I, I'm not willing to give up on Mark Robinson yet. However, uh, I am, and I am always more willing to forgive 
errors of of you know physical errors than mental ones. Um, then then and and especially when you have one job, and when you're the center, your one job is snap the friggin' ball. We yep. lived through Kendrick Green. The Steelers literally signed Mason Cole under the entire premise of like, look, maybe he won't be great, but at least he can snap the ball. Like that was literally like the sales pitch. Yep. Signing yep. Mason Cole was like, he might not block very well, but at least he'll snap the ball. And after watching Kendrick Green fail to snap the ball over and over again, the Steelers certainly learned the importance of snapping the ball. And now somehow we're right back here. I don't understand it. I can't explain it but it can't ever happen that way. It just can't, especially when, you know, it would be one thing if it was Broderick Jones, right? If it's your rookie first round pick who's out there making mistakes and learning on the job and getting better and a player you have a lot of hope for in the future, you have one job. You are here to hold the fort down at the center position until the Steelers find a better option. And literally just, if you do nothing else, make sure you snap the ball. Well, Bus tickets here, and the time frame on the Steelers finding an upgrade at the center position just got moved up a whole bunch because I'm pretty sure that Mason Cole's losing that job. I, I think we have now crossed a line that I don't think can be recovered from, regardless of what happens the rest of the season. The Steelers are going to have to do something at center this offseason that involves Mason Cole not returning at that position in 2024. Bus ticket. Miles Killebrew does not even play on defense when there are yep. three or four injuries at his position. Yep. He does one thing. Now, Miles Killebrew is a great dude. In fact, he is great at that one thing. He is one of the most dedicated, most consistent special teams performers I've covered. Uh, He has a ton of value to the team in that role. But the Steelers special teams have been miserable this season, and they've been, and especially the last couple weeks, they've been on our skull list multiple times here. We had Miles Boykin with his feet on the line Mm. uh, last week. We've had Presley Harvin had a very inconsistent season. Gunnar Olszewski. Right. We had Gunnar on here. It's been a very bad year for the Steelers special teams. Miles uh, Miles Killebrew is the captain of that unit, and he takes three penalties, two of them personal fouls. Uh, One of them basically hands uh, uh, Arizona a field goal. Like, I just – I got – if if it's Mark <laughs> Robinson, if it's Mark Robinson playing special teams, and you're there because you're on the team, and you're a guy that the team likes, and they want to develop you, and that you can't do nothing and hold down the spot on the 53-man roster, so the thing you're going to do is special teams. If Mark Robinson takes three penalties on special teams, you live with it because he's not there for that. He's there because you're trying to build him into a linebacker, and you can accept some negativity. You have one job. You only play special teams. You can't take three penalties on special teams, especially one as boneheaded as hitting a guy who called for a fair catch. Like yeah. that is the easiest thing to not do. Unacceptable. Whew. There's some heat on that mic over there. In the, you in can't the just Rondes. hand out a bus ticket. You got to give it. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, listen, that's why we put him there. You know I me. Mean? I haven't used the bus ticket since we originally gave it to Marcus Allen for a, for similar problems last year. But uh, that's that's how serious it has to be a problem for you to get a bus ticket. Maybe I do need to go a little bit easier on Mark Robinson and just give him a normal old three-skull grade. But I just felt like there were some big problems there. But Mason Cole, Miles Killebrew, get on the bus because that's a big problem. He's Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, thanks so much for joining us. Let people that can find you, follow you, and get more of your work on anything special you got coming up. 
Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter. PGA Steelers now sites account SteelersNow.com. Steelers Afternoon Drive. Me and Zachary Smith and sometimes Chris Carter. Hey. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, short week is tough. We'll, we'll, we'll get them on, though. We'll get them on. Absolutely. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked on Steelers podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram and all my social accounts at, at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com for that. And find me here on the Locked on Steelers podcast every Monday through Friday, breaking down your Pittsburgh Steelers on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. We're back tomorrow. We're hoping to have Jenna Harner on early for a Wednesday episode since we're going to have to switch things up for the short week. We're hoping to have a good conversation then. We'll see you here right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. <laughs> 